Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode number 240 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh. I'm happy to report I am getting back on track. And thank you to each and every one of you for your kindness and support and patience as I've had to lay low for a little bit while healing. But now I'm back and we have some incredible things to look forward to. We're moving into my favorite time of year and my annual gift list will be coming out soon. And I'm also launching a new recovery and productivity planner. And I can't wait to give you some sneak peeks of my planner. And if you're in the Facebook group, of course, you will have the first peaks and any special offers. If you're not in the Facebook group, get your happy little buns over there and join us for all the fun and discussions and support we have in there every single day. It's totally private and you can get there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash addiction unlimited. And of course, I will link that in the show notes as well. So you can get that from wherever you listen to your podcast, whatever app you love. Um, or if you're watching the video of this, you can get it in your show notes on the video platform as well. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash addiction unlimited. So today we're going to get into this topic of finding your passions. And this topic is actually one of the ideas that made me want to do my planner because we need reminders to make it a priority to fulfill all the areas of our lives and not just work and family. And so often I'm in conversations with my clients and they've completely lost themselves because as drinking becomes more important to us, other activities slowly get pushed aside, right? We disengage in all the activities that we used to love to make more room for drinking. And I had basically three stages of my life. I was either planning drinking drinking or recovering from drinking. <laughs> that was pretty much the extent of it. And as my drinking increased, I didn't have a lot of time for other things. And this is a common story and it's hard to find yourself again and to figure out what brings you joy when you put the alcohol down. All of a sudden you have all of these hours to fill. You don't always feel great and you have no idea what to do with yourself. So we're going to talk about some specific actions you can take to start finding your passions again, your passions and your hobbies and things that bring you joy and happiness. That's what we're looking for. And let's start with a little definition of passion, okay? Uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary says passion refers to a strong feeling of enthusiasm or excitement 
either for something or about doing something. Passions are often something you would love to do constantly. <laughs> like traveling is a good example of a passion. But I'll tell you this too, as human beings, we want to sit and think about it and think and think and think and try to figure it out. But the answers aren't going to be in your head. We're talking about passion and joy, not thoughts. I want you to see where your excitement guides you. You're going to get creative, have some fun, and figure out what may be right in front of your face. Clarity comes with action, not thoughts. So don't get stuck in your head about this and thinking and overthinking and too much thinking. <laughs> what we really want to think about is what makes you feel joy, okay? So the first thing I want you to do, and you're probably going to struggle with this one, but be open-minded, okay? Do not discount every idea you have and don't talk yourself out of exploring something because you don't have time or you can't afford it or you're too old or whatever other excuses your brain will tell you. You have to be open to try. Okay, so keep that in mind. Try different things a couple of times to see how you feel about it. Try things in ways that fit your lifestyle and personality. Meaning, if you're an introvert, don't force yourself to do extrovert things. Then wonder why you don't like it. That doesn't make much sense when you think about it. I love it if you're open to challenge yourself and push yourself beyond your comfort zone. We always love that. And when you do that, just know that it will be uncomfortable for a minute. And I did this some years ago with public speaking. Most people are super fearful of public speaking. I'm not fearful of the getting up and speaking in front of people. I'm okay with that part of it. It's the knowing what to say part that always tripped me up. And so I decided to do a public speaking thing. And I went a few times and it was definitely a little more of an extrovert thing probably, but I knew it was going to be uncomfortable going in. I knew I was going to have a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety, but that's exactly what I was trying to break down. So I just kept going and showing up and I did a whole thing and it was pretty fun and I definitely learned a lot. So just know going into something that it might be uncomfortable and if that's what your goal is to challenge yourself and push yourself, know that you will get through it and don't quit because it's uncomfortable. Keep going and hang in there. Next, I want you to look at your books, magazines, your search history on your computer or tablet. Are you seeing any themes? Like what are the topics that you find yourself gravitating to? What fascinates you and makes you want to know more? One of these topics for me is travel. I was always fascinated with travel and the sense of freedom I have when I'm wandering the globe. Even when I was in the midst of my drinking life, I remembered always loving to read about faraway places and different cultures, and I would daydream about diving and all these exotic locations. And 
Although we didn't have the internet like we have today. Back then, it was different. Internet was a very new thing, and it wasn't the plethora of information that it is today. But when I would go to the bookstore, which I always did, obsessed with the bookstore, I would always look at travel magazines. And I read books about people's travel adventures, right? So put some thought into what you read about and what intrigues you. Another one for me was personal development and self-help. I always wanted to know more about human behavior and how to improve myself. Now, back then, I couldn't follow through on anything <laughs> to improve myself, but I always loved the self-help. Um, next one, what do you love to learn about, talk about, or teach others about? Like, what is something that you feel like you could just learn about all day, every day? Something that you just love and you want to talk about it and you want to explore different aspects of it. And for you parents out there, I want to urge you to put your parenthood on the back burner here. I say that because parenting is all-consuming. And we love our kids. And we love to talk about them and obsess about them. I'm the same way with my nieces and nephews. <laughs> and being in love with those little ones and wanting to talk about them all the time to anyone who will stand still long enough is not the same thing as something you're passionate about. Of course, you're passionate about your kids. I want you to also focus on finding things outside of that role because it's easy to get lost in that role because it's all consuming. So we want to step outside of that a little bit and really explore different things that give you a little bit of a charge, right? The little ones are fantastic, but there are other parts of you and other life domains to explore too. Now, I do know some people that have turned their parenting passion into something bigger. Um, I went to college with a girl who helped women with breastfeeding because there can be some struggles there. And she had had major struggles with her kids and felt like she didn't get great support from local resources. So she decided to start helping other women herself, right? So that is a different sort of passion hobby thing outside of just parenting. It's the same with me and my story with recovery and wanting to help everyone get sober. Sobriety is a passion for sure, but it's not my only one. And really, sobriety is just another piece of self-help and personal development. And that's my true passion. Another good one is to think about what you liked before you lost sight of yourself. And I had to think all the way back to what I enjoyed before I started drinking. And, and there can be some challenges with this, right? For me, it was I lost sight of myself really with drinking. For other people, it might be drinking too, but it may also be parenting or it may be a job, right? We can get lost in all of these things that are very time-consuming and take a lot of our attention. But I had to think all the way back to what I enjoyed before I started drinking. And the thing is, I was really young before I started drinking, and I was in my 30s when I got sober. So those are very different life stages and interests. But I always liked to read, 
I loved music. I was a singer. And I always had a fascination with dance, even though I never did it. I've always loved dance. So give that some thought. You know, I'm still, a lot of these things were easy to carry over into my sober life. I'm still an avid reader and I still love music. And I've actually been thinking about signing up for a hip hop dance class at 50 freaking years old. (laughs) But I've been thinking about it because it's something I've always loved and had a fascination for. And I think it would be a blast and great exercise. And I think I would feel incredible doing it. So give that some thought. What did you enjoy before you became a drinker? You can get some really good evidence in there for what might make you happy now, or at least a good starting point to start experimenting with some things. And let's talk about some different things you can do, okay? Gardening, art, exercise, photography, scrapbooking, cars. I'm obsessed with cars. I can spend an entire afternoon looking at cars online and reading about them. And I go to the car shows and I love looking at the concept cars and seeing what's coming in the future. I love all of that stuff. Um, How about tennis or any sport, really any sport? Uh, Book club, fashion, cooking, boating, swimming, scuba diving, surfing, DIY projects, fixing up your home, skincare, motorcycles, flying an airplane or a helicopter. Like there are literally a million things to do. And I'm going to touch again on the importance of breaking through that mental resistance that will come up. I want to say this again because it is the thing that will single-handedly hold you back. When I look back on my drinking life, it makes me so sad to think about how much my internal fears held me back from so many things. Dance is one of those things. When I tell you I have always loved dance, I mean always. I remember 26, 27 years ago when I was in my 20s in Los Angeles and swing dancing was really big at that time. And I wanted to do it so badly. It looked so fun. And I actually found a bar that had free lessons and I went there. But once I was sitting in the parking lot, All my anxiety and fear and mental resistance kicked in. I was scared to be around strangers. I was scared to look stupid because I had never done it before. I was scared to go by myself. I was scared I wouldn't get it, like I'm not coordinated enough to get it. And I never made it out of my car. I sat in the parking lot and let my anxiety and fear get the best of me. And I turned around and I left. And that story makes me crazy now. I'm so sad that I missed out on what could have been a super fun part of my life. I'm so sad that I was that insecure about every aspect of myself and my life that I held myself back from really living. I'm so sad that I was that broken. And I think about that night often, and I remind myself that I wasted a lot of years shrinking myself to accommodate my fears. 
And I refuse to live like that in my sober life. I refuse to let fear and resistance run my life. I am bigger than my fear. You are bigger than your fears. And you deserve to live well and have happiness and joy. Now, I want to give you some stats so you can really understand the importance of this quest for passions and hobbies that bring you joy, happiness, and relaxation. So you're not just relying on me, just saying it on a podcast. I want you to know that there is some actual factual information behind this. So this is an article I found on the New York Times. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase some of it, and I will link this in the show notes also. It'll be in the uh, links mentioned in this episode. In 2010, a team of researchers from universities in Kansas, Pittsburgh, and Texas published the results of four large studies, including men and women with various health problems, such as upper respiratory illness, arthritis, and breast cancer. The researchers developed a scale called the Pittsburgh Enjoyable Activities Test to measure the effect of hobbies and leisure pursuits on overall health. Here's what they found. Better physical health. People who scored higher on the Enjoyable Activities Test had lower body mass index, smaller waist, lower blood pressure, lower stress hormones, and better overall physical function. More sleep. While you may think that a hobby will take up too much of your leisure time or cut into your sleep, the Pittsburgh study showed that people who spent more time on their hobbies actually got better sleep. You guys, I can't stress enough the importance of sleep. Honestly, your body and your brain do all of their healing while you sleep. Sleep is imperative to happiness and a happy life. Okay. This one is insanity to me. This is bananas. Lower stress. A large body of research shows that leisure activities can help reduce stress. The Pittsburgh study showed that people who took part in a lot of enjoyable activities dealt better with stressful life events. People who scored high on the enjoyable activities test showed lower levels of negative moods and depression and higher positive attitudes than their low-scoring counterparts. That's huge. Just one more thing that we can do to help ourselves in a natural way. I mean, how crazy is it that they have to do studies to tell us to do enjoyable, fun leisure activities? <laughs> I mean, this is kind of important. Uh, happiness. People who said they participated often in enjoyable activities also had greater life satisfaction and felt their lives had a greater sense of purpose and meaning. More friends. Notably, spending more time on hobbies and leisure pursuits was associated with having a larger and more diverse social network. And we know that a strong social network is a key factor in healthy aging. And the last benefit is improved work performance. A study found that employees who had creative outlets outside of the office were better at creative problem-solving on the job. 
Like that's crazy. That's a lot of benefits. <laughs> it's a lot of benefits to just go have fun and enjoy yourself and partake in hobbies and have some relaxation time. So let's recap really quickly all the things that we talked about. Okay. First of all, be open-minded. Don't discount every single thing that comes up or every suggestion that comes your way. Don't just come up with the first 37 reasons you can think of of why that won't work for you and you can't afford it and you don't have time and you're too busy and all of those things. Be open-minded. Be open to trying things and figuring out how to make it work for you. There are a lot of free things you can do on this planet and you can easily find them. Next, look at your books, magazines, and your search history. Like, what are you looking at? What is really driving you? What is What makes you happy? What interests you? Look at those things. What do you love to learn about, talk about, or teach others about? This is another really good indicator. What do you find yourself talking about all the time? What do you find yourself when it comes up in conversation, you jump right in and have a plethora of information about it? That's something that interests you. And think about what you liked to do before you lost sight of yourself. Really dig deep here. And like I said, a lot of times these are very different life stages, so things won't pertain exactly, but at least it gives you a good starting point. You know, I still to this day love to go to the bookstore and there's only like one bookstore left in the world, (laughs) but I love to go to that thing. You know, it's always been one of my favorite things to do is go get a cup of coffee and sit and go through magazines and look at books and all of that stuff. So think about who you were before you were drinking or got married or had a kid or got the big time job, whatever the thing is that has sidetracked you, think about what you enjoyed before that happened. Who are you really? What what do you thrive on? What information interests you? What do you like to do? And then I want you to take action. Go do something. You have to have some fun. If you're in the sober society, I have a self-care monthly agenda that I'm putting in, that's staying in every month's content. And it's super simple things that you can do that you can plan right now to go do and do one of those things a week or start with one a month or two a month, whatever you can do. But it's so important. And I will also link that article in the show notes, I think I already said that, but <laughs> the article with the study of how important leisure activities are, I will link that in the show notes too. If you need anything from me, you know where to find me. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.